0: Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by the amazing Maddie D-Man. And she gets her powers
1: from people in other multiverses or universes, even
0: sausage hands. And if you didn't want to know that, then you should be listening to to the show because that's a spoiler. (laughs) I guess it is. I thought you were gonna go into how the raccoon can control chefs by pulling their hair. <laughs> or maybe you didn't get the that raccoon? far in the movie. <laughs> yeah. You see, look, you're, or trying or the you're trying to be clever you were trying to be clever with a topical reference and you haven't even seen the whole movie. For shame, Maddie D. For oh, shame. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. Everyone just point at Maddie D and laugh at him.
1: I couldn't finish the movie, okay? <laughs> wow, okay. I couldn't finish the movie. I have no idea. That Academy
0: award winning movie. If, if anyone knows what
1: movie we're talking about, I don't want to spoil what it is, okay. but how do you finish that movie? How did it win so
0: many awards? Anyway, Millions I- of people have, so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off that point. Almost appropriately enough, this week we're here to talk about... Well, we're here to predict the plot of the upcoming sequel, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I think it's important to point out as well at the top that by the time this episode is released, this movie is in cinemas. But we always record these episodes in advance, so there's no way we could have seen the movie at this point. There's been no details released about the plot basically whatsoever, so... There's no possible way we could have cheated for this one. I'm looking at Matty D as though I trust him. Wait
1: till you hear my plot and then you'll know.
0: Okay. Wait till you hear my plot and then you'll know. (laughs) So, of course, Across the Spider-Verse is a sequel to the 2018 animated movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And that movie won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature in 2019. Did you know that, Matty D? Yes, Well, I didn't know that until yesterday. In fact, I knew nothing about the movie until yesterday. Very, very acclaimed at the time. Yes, highly critically acclaimed. It's still considered one of the best Spider-Man movies ever released. I think it's the highest critically acclaimed Spider-Man movie that's ever been released. And believe it or not, another sequel is already in development. So, this is part two of a three-part series. Right, okay. And it's called Spider-Man Beyond the Multiverse. (laughs) So, I hope you didn't set up a definitive ending for your plot, Matty D.
1: Did I? I don't think I did. Well, that'd be a first. So,
0: So what is your history with these movies? What's your history with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? And I suppose more specifically, since we've never actually discussed him on the show, Miles Morales. Right. I watched... Uh, Into the Spider-Verse when it first came out,
1: there was a lot of buzz behind it, mm, it was very popular It certainly was Yeah, it was a very popular movie, so I was like, oh, i got to
0: give this a shot People were saying, it's the best Spider-Man movie ever, and I'm like, it's a cartoon So <laughs> How could it possibly?
1: I totally get it, I get it, but I, when I sat down and watched it, I wasn't a big fan of the art style Not that I wasn't impressed by it, but oh, I, yeah? I've kind of found it really jarring Okay. And I thought that- Can you describe the art style for well,
0: anybody who hasn't seen the movie? I
1: guess it's kind of like a comic book come to life, and I know that's yeah.
0: very vague, but- Because the- there's like speech bubbles and comic book panels, and it's very sort of juttery as though it's almost stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to look like traditional animation, but it's very much CGI. Yeah, it
1: kind of looks like hand-drawn animation, but yeah. it's-, it's not quite that, yeah. Very impressive, like, and very- unique but i just found that really hard to watch just i guess because i'm an old man and i thought the story was kind of like eh. so i i didn't really love it that much but i was like i guess i can understand why other people love it as far as my history with miles morales is concerned i don't really have much of a history i mean i played some of the video games where he's in them but okay that's that's essentially it i don't have a really deep history with this one
0: there you go i think you have a deeper history than me though (laughs) because as i mentioned a little bit earlier I'd never even really heard of this movie until yesterday. Well, I'd heard about it, but I knew nothing about it. I didn't even really know who the characters were in it beyond, obviously, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Yeah. Maybe a sneaky Gwen Stacy or a um, MJ. Spy- what did you say? Spider-Ham. Yeah. Had no clue. Had no clue about any of that. So, I watched the movie towards the end of last week for the first time, and I've got to say, quite like you, Maddie D, I found the animation a little bit jarring. <laughs> I thought it was a little bit strange that they have all these opportunities to create really smooth animation and just decided not to. I thought it had some cool visual elements, and I thought that the plot had some cool ideas. But I sort of feel like, all right, so we've got this unique idea for a Spider-Man movie, yet we're going to do the same boring superhero origin movie that we've done a million times before. And I was like, yes, I've seen this before. (laughs) I'm well familiar. You don't need to focus on it so heavily. Is it going to change? Okay, you're really doubling down on the superhero origin story. And so I was really bored by that aspect of the movie, because as we know, I'm not the big superhero fan on this show. And throwing the same tired Spider-Man origin story in again, but just changing the main character's name isn't going to spice it up for me. And the thing that- the, the elements that I appreciated was that they had, like, lots of twists on classic Spider-Man characters. Sure. Which I thought was, was interesting. And then you had all these sort of interesting variants, multiverse variants of Spider-Man, yet they chose not to really focus on them at all. Easily the most interesting aspect of the movie, and they're just sort of hand-waved as, a, like, a one-note joke. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so we're, we're focusing on the most boring aspect of the movie is what we're doing. So, I'm really hoping that this new movie doesn't do that and is a real change of pace. So, we're past the whole origin aspect of the superhero character. Then we can move on. And we can move on and actually tell a story in the movie. Did you ever, just sorry to side
1: note here, did you ever play a game called Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions? No. It was a video game where they had, like, the original Spider-Man as we know it. Then you could also play as, like, future Spider-Man in, like, a futuristic world. Who's in this movie as well. Spider-Man 2099. And then you had uh, Noir Spider-Man, which was in the- yeah, he was Nicolas Cage in the first one. Like I'm pl- not sure if he's coming back for this one I don't.
0: I didn't see him in the trailer No so, but I, would reccom- I just wanted a movie of that, by the yeah, way Yeah, I'd
1: recommend it because you got to play that as 30 second these-
0: backstory of Spider-Man Noir was so interesting and so funny to me I was like, I could watch an entire movie of like 1930 Spider-Man wearing an overcoat beating up Nazis <laughs> That's the movie I wanted That would have been awesome Yeah, but it was in black and white Oh man, I would have loved that Yeah,
1: but so I was expecting a little bit more of the video game in this movie and Sure, Shattered Dimensions, yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah Shattered Dimensions
0: Okay. Because you actually got to explore the worlds. Okay, yeah. I guess we're going to have that a bit more in this movie because it looks like he's traveling to other multiverses, which is not an aspect in the original one. So I guess it might be a little bit more of what you're after. And I also wanted to mention I'd heard of the character of Miles Morales. Had never seen him before. Had never touched a comic book with him in it. Never played a video game with him as a character. So, this was my first time ever seeing Miles Morales as a character. And I've I've called myself like a self-proclaimed somewhat casual Spider-Man fan. So, the fact that this was my introduction, I guess, is kind of surprising. Yeah. Was he in one of the Tom Holland movies? Was Miles Morales ever mentioned or shown in one was, of those? There was like a, a popular Virgin? rumor
1: that okay. they were going to introduce Miles Morales in the Tom Holland movies. But
0: they haven't yet, right? No. Okay, then who was uh, Childish Gambino then? Who was- uh- that's?
1: There was like a rumour that he was going to be Miles Morales, but I don't think he was. I think he was just some random guy that did a cameo.
0: Right, fair enough. Because he certainly hasn't come back. No, well, he was a criminal, right, in the movie, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't never- he the guy
1: that got his like hands stuck to the car by Spider-Man? That was shocker. It's a completely different actor. No, no, it wasn't Shocker. It was.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. He was. It was like either a drug dealer or he was dealing something with the bad guys. And Spider Man swung by and, yeah, and, and basically apprehended him, did a citizen's arrest on him. You're right. Yeah. So, it was me who was mixing (laughs) up the characters, but yeah, he was there with the Shocker. Okay, so Shocker was there. So, what do we know about this new movie so far, Matty D? There is so much stuff on this movie. Oh, my God. There's so many trailers. I was reminded of Super Mario (laughs) Brothers all over again. Remember how we had too much information for Super Mario Brothers? Yeah,
1: yeah. Same again here. Very much the same. I can't even tell you how many trailers there are for this movie, and there are so many scenes that they've released. There's three main
0: trailers. Mm, and yeah. there's, they've released about 20, 30-second scenes. Yeah. Or clips, I should say. Yeah, and- so just to kind of like condense all that
1: information to what we know, essentially, we know we're following Miles Morales after the events of a year after the the first movie. And Gwen Stacy comes and pulls him into a bathroom stall. Bathroom stall. Yeah. yeah. No, t- Sounded through, good to so far. Another dimension where there's a whole bunch of Spider-Mans. It's like a committee of spider man Sure. And, you know, he's got to save the universe or whatever.
0: And he's jumping from dimension to dimension. Okay. So it sounds like you don't really have a clear idea. So should we go over to the the plot synopsis from the official website? Yeah, sure. So I've got here, Miles Morales returns for the next chapter of the Oscar-winning Spider-Verse saga, (laughs) Spider-Man TM Across the Spider-Verse. I like how you put TM there. It was actually in the description. (laughs) After reuniting with Gwen Stacy, Brooklyn's full-time friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man is catapulted across the multiverse, quite like the Beatles song, I suppose, where he encounters the Spider Society, a team of spider people charged with protecting the multiverse's very existence. But when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles finds himself pitted against the other spiders and must set out on his own to save those he loves most. Anyone can wear the mask. It's how you wear it that makes you a hero. Very useful. (laughs) It's not the size of the nail. It's the size (laughs) of the hammer. Doesn't it sound like one of those sort of lame ass innuendos? Yes, it does. Does that shed a little bit more light on this plot for you? Or does that just tell you basically what we already know? No, I read this description as well and I was like, well, this is useless. Yes. I was just like, that's not matching anything I'm seeing in the trailers. (laughs) It's vague as. Yeah. I guess they're sort of, it's sort of like, uh, what was it we discussed a couple of weeks ago, Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you remember with the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 official synopsis? They made it so vague yes. that it was basically like, the Guardians of the Galaxy are back and they're doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. Yeah, thank you for in that. In fact, they actually made it shorter than it originally was because they're like, oh, we're giving away details. <laughs> we say it's do about that. Rocket's backstory. You've got to cut yeah. that out. Yeah, exactly. All right. Should we talk about who's in this movie before we dive into our plots? Let's. And there's a million characters in so this movie. So many. If it's anything like the first movie, they won't have time to develop anybody except maybe Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Possibly the villain too, but, you know, even that's a stretch. So, returning as Miles Morales, a.k.a. Spider-Man himself, is Shameik Moore. He's probably best known for his rap career as well as playing Miles Morales <laughs> in the Spider-Man movies. So, next up, returning as the character of Gwen Stacy, a.k.a. Spider-Woman, a.k.a. Spider-Ghost, a.k.a. Spider-Gwen, is Hayley Steinfeld. Now, we've never actually specifically talked about Hayley Steinfeld on this show. Uh, Back on one of our old shows, Best Movie Quest, we did discuss True Grit, which was a big movie of hers. I became a fan of her overnight, basically, after watching that. She was great. She was really good in that. Uh, She's, of course, done tons of stuff. I think she is... Uh, what's the character's name? Uh, she's like Hawkeye's replacement slash sidekick. Yeah. These days. Yeah, what's right. the character's name? Help me <laughs> out, oh, Maddie. I I don't know, man. <laughs> there you go. He's not even following along. But she did have a cameo in Charlie's Angels, 2019's Charlie's Angels. He was one of the new recruits at the, at the very end of that movie. So we have seen her in one of our movies in the past. So next up, playing the character of Peter B. Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, is Jake Johnson. Now, the only thing I've ever seen Jake Johnson in is in New Girl, that TV show. Yeah, that's the main one for me, too. He was one of the main characters. And he was in that movie, Let's Be Cops. Which I never if saw. If you remember that. <laughs> so next up, playing the character of Jonathan On, also known as The Spot, is Jason Schwartzman, who was in the TV show. I remember I first saw him in the TV show, Bored to Death. Also, he was the one of the villains in Fargo season four. Oh, there you go. Always got to bring up a Fargo actor on this show. <laughs> uh, he was also, wasn't he the villain in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? He was like uh, the, the main boyfriend.
1: I think he was.
0: He was like the main villain at the end of the the, movie. Yeah, the really pretentious hipster guy. Yeah, that's him. I think you might be right. So next up, playing the character of Jessica Drew, aka Spider-Woman, is Isa Ray, who we've never actually discussed before on this show. I'm not really familiar with her body of work, but we're going to be talking about her again in one of our predictions in the future when we discuss Barbie. (laughs) So I can't wait to talk about her in more detail in that. Uh, I don't know anything about Jessica Drew, if she's already an established character in the Spider-Man universe, but my guess is no. No, she's not. Um, Or like outside of a comic book realm, This is the first time I think she's ever been on on the screen. Sure, okay. So, I won't need to focus too much on her because she won't have much character development beyond just being a two-dimensional cartoon character. That's my guess. Yes. Fair enough. So, next up, playing the character Pravita Prabhaka, which is a funny name if you ask me, is also known as Spider-Man India, is Karen Sony. Now, we've seen him before. He was in Pokemon Detective Pikachu where he he played the character of Jack, I believe. Now, I I said he was going to be a taxi driver in that movie. and He was not. (laughs) Do you remember that? Uh, I don't
1: remember, no, I don't remember that at all what was, Who was he Jack? He was right the at movie? the start of the movie Oh, was he,
0: was he with was, um, He was friends with um, As he was catching the Pokemon Yeah, yeah, that's right, when he was catching the Cubone at the very yes, start of the movie I remember now I don't remember the, the main character's name, but I remember <laughs> this guy played Jack Because of that whole embarrassing taxi driver moment <laughs> So we have seen him before in a movie, in fact, we have discussed him before Cool So next up, playing the character of Hobie Brown, aka Spider-Punk, is Daniel Kaluuya Of course, we've discussed before, he was the main character in Nope can't wait till we revisit that movie. That's going to be a great episode. That's going to be an excellent episode. But yeah, great to see him back. Mm-hmm. And playing the character, of, well, in fact, returning as the character of Miguel O'Hara from the post credit scene in the previous movie, aka Spider-Man 2099, mm-hmm. is Oscar Isaac, who I think we've talked about a million times oh, on this God. show. He was Poe Dameron in the Star Wars sequels, yep. as well as Gomez Adams in the two animated Adams family movies we covered. <laughs> There was actually a campaign for him to replace Louis Gossman on uh, Wednesday. Right. Because people were like, this guy's too ugly to play. People got so worked up about that, about the casting of, yeah. Uh, of Gomez. Yeah. I-, I forgot the character's name. I completely blanked. I was like, it's an Adams. <laughs> what is it? It's not Festo. <laughs> it's like, Gomez needs to be an attractive yeah, they were like, Yeah, exactly. They were like, he needs to be attractive. Can we please replace him with Oscar Isaac? Like, we know he can do the voice. <laughs> But, you know, that's just so mean. Yeah. <laughs> Why would people say <laughs> imagine, that? Imagine hearing, like,
1: oh, people want to recast you because you're too ugly for the role. And
0: traditionally, Gomez Adams is ugly. Yeah. I guess we could talk all about this when we do our Adams Family 2 episode in the near future. But, oh, well. So, I'm just going to breeze over the next couple of actors because I don't think they're going to play a huge role in this movie. No. So, playing the character of George Stacy, who, of course, is Gwen Stacy's father. We've seen him before in The Amazing Spider-Man is Shay Wingham. Now the only reason I bring that up is because he plays the character of Pete in HBO's Perry Mason. That's why, and he's a personal favorite character of mine in that, and he's also in Fargo season three. Well, okay, so he's we, an actor that I see to all mention the time. Him, then
1: is he, does he play a big part in your in your
0: plot? You've no, a lot because no. He's- <laughs> so next up, playing the character of Jefferson Davis, that's Miles Morales's father, mm-hmm. is Brian Tyree Henry, who of course we've talked about before. He was Fastos in the Eternals. And he was the podcaster guy in Godzilla vs. Kong. (laughs) Can't remember that character's name off the top of my head. But yeah, he's back. And finally, last but not least, playing the character of Rio Morales, who of course is Miles Morales' mother, is Luna Lauren Velez. Who, of course, is probably most famous for being on the TV show Dexter. That's the only thing I've really seen her in. And that's our entire cast list. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening this week. That's oh, all the time we've geez, got. So Andy Sandberg is also in this movie as well. <laughs> the, the, both of the members of Lonely Island are in this. <laughs> it's so crazy. Andy Sandberg and the other guy that nobody remembers his name. <laughs> yes. He's got a strange name anyway. Sorry to this guy if he's listening. Yeah, yeah they're both cast. in it. What a cast list. Yeah, that, that cast list was massive. I only covered about half, maybe one quarter of the entire cast list, but there's so many. I think there's going to be a lot of people doing not a lot. Exactly. This is going to be a lot of people doing single line cameos. Yes. Basically, like they did in the previous movie. All right. Let's get into our plot prediction. Let's Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. so, Maddie D, I went first in our Fast X episode, so it's only fair that you go first this time. All right. And I can't wait <laughs> to hear what you've got, <laughs> oh. because I remember sitting down and being like, I've got no idea. There's so much information, but that makes it harder, because that just means that, like, there's more details to get wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I can guarantee you we have 100% different plots. Probably. Probably. Look- Kieran, after we spoke
1: privately and I let a few days pass mm. and I reflected. So, after you, you left the bedroom. Yes. Put uh, your I, clothes back on. After <laughs> after I, why am I doing this? After I reflected, after I, you know, did my cried research. Cried in the after shower. I yep. Cried in the shower. After I thought things through, I still have no idea. Wow. <laughs> I okay. still have no idea. Well, it won't I still have no idea. I found this so hard. Yeah, to, you and me both, brother To figure out what the hell is going on here You get a basic idea of what might happen But the actual plot can be absolutely They're anything.
0: trying really hard to hide what the actual plot of this movie is mm-hmm. They've released no specific details beyond the, the vagus of vagities Yeah So the, the trailers, if you watch the trailers, they're just jokes Yes, so they just show all the jokes or, in the trailer and there's no
1: actual plot. Yeah, there's none. I mean, what's the spot doing? Uh, you know, exactly. Anyway, so
0: they that- really don't want to focus on the spot. So who knows what's going on with yeah, that? Yeah, well,
1: when I looked at it, I was like, oh, he's just going to be a joke villain at the start, but he yeah. comes back. I'm just like, what? He's all throughout the trailers. If you look yes, really hard, yes. And he's different as well. Anyway, I I guess I'll go into how I think that works. But yes, I'm not confident at all. I'd be surprised if I get anything right here. That is my little disclaimer. But let's go into what I think is going to happen in this movie. So I think we're going to open with Miles Morales catching us up on the events of the previous movie through narration. And we're going to see. Is he going to say, let me tell you this one last time? he's going to say if someone told you I was an ordinary boy (laughs) an average ordinary man (laughs) somebody lied somebody lied no he's just going to and we're going to see visual effects of
0: uh, not when I say visual effects we're going to see do you remember when Jack Black was Spider-Man back in the MTV Movie Awards oh yeah yeah I remember that that was great I want to see that again that was so funny anyway he was great
1: at those little skits yes Uh, Yeah, so we're going to visually see what happened in the previous movie, just so everybody's caught up to date. Now, we'll see Miles trying to be a good, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but he's struggling. Guess what he's struggling with? Impotence. Yes, he is. No, the balance of his civilian his friend. Life. his friend is Spider-Man. His friend is Spider-Man. His, fr- his friend Spider-Man. And he doesn't is- have the same confidence that he has. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he goes and sees a therapist. It's not him. It's his friend yeah, yeah.
1: Spider-Man. Oh, God. Yeah, no, he's struggling with his, you know, normal life and struggling with Spider-Man life, that old chestnut. Uh, we see him in his studies, his jobs, his family. He's running late for stuff. He runs late to deliver some. He's something.
0: late to Mary Jane's play. Yeah, he's late to Mary Jane's play. He's late to his job and gets fired. I
1: think there's going to be a lot of
0: Spider-Man too in this movie. Um, Yeah. But- Of course, it's the most popular one outside of (laughs) the animated movie, so why wouldn't you?
1: I guess so, I guess so. But maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I'm saying. But uh, we're going to see him uh, arrive late with some supplies uh, that seems like there's a community rooftop party. Both his parents are, you know, members of, you know, the community and help out people. So there might be some like- Well, one's a cop. Yeah. The other one's a nurse. Another one's a nurse. So maybe they're like feeding the, the less fortunate or whatever. But... Criminals and patients. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so he gets scolded by his mother and father for being late. The next day, Miles will wake up on his bed and he'll get a phone call from his mother reminding him that he has a meeting with his career counselor. Yep. School counselor. He'll be late for this and seems distracted. The counselor will say his grades are good, except Spanish, which we see that joke in the trailer. How dare he? But he is absent. His mind is absent. Uh, Miles' spider sense will go off when he sees a man dressed in a polka-dotted outfit. No, that's his skin. Well, yeah, that is his skin, but uh, it's going to look like he's in a polka-dotted outfit. Is he a cow or some kind of Dalmatian? (laughs) (laughs) They use that joke in the trailer, I know. So, he's, he's doing some shady stuff on a rooftop. I don't know if you picked it, but he seems to have stolen a machine, and I think it's an ATM machine. It is an ATM machine. Okay, good. Because I was like, what is that? And I I focused so hard on this, I was like, is that important to the plot? (laughs) No, I think he's just stealing money. So, Spider-Man sees him do that, and he goes and, you know, he excuses himself from this, like, meeting, and goes to confront him. There's an action scene, a chase scene, where the- we know it's the spot, I'll just call it like I say it. The spot uh, uses por- portals
0: to zip around. that's his power so he can like yep. manufacture these. This um- is going to be an obscure reference, but I'm gonna have to say because it reminded me of it so much. Yes, there's a Dragon Ball Z movie where the bad guy's called Janemba. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same as the powers that Janemba has. That's the
1: reference you're got to go with. yeah,
0: not maybe one portal. There, one okay, no, but the thing is with portal is it's just a single portal. With Jinemba, he opens up multiple portals around him and can punch multiple people at the same time. Yeah,
1: the cool thing about this guy as well is that he has portals on his body as well. That's right. So if, for example, you have a portal on your head and I punch you in the head-
0: The fist my- will come back out and
1: hit you in the nuts. Yeah, the fist might come out of your chest and hit me, yeah. So that's, that's him. And from what I understand, he was a scientist. He had a really rough life. He wasn't getting anywhere. And so he, he sort of invented this, this sort of portal technology and now he's using it for crimp. Like, okay. He's using it for evil. Now, he's very down in his luck. So, eventually, this will culminate into
0: a convenience store. His girlfriend, Ramona Flowers, broke up with him. He just didn't get over it. Yeah. I'd be the same. Yeah,
1: (laughs) sorry. Convenience store. So, yeah, they go into a convenience store. He introduces himself as the spot, finally. And it'll be revealed that he's more of a bumbling joke villain than anybody who's actually a serious He's
0: voiced by Jason Swartzman. (laughs) What do you
1: expect? Yes. So, during the fight scene, the, the portal... The Spot will open up one of the portals that'll go to somewhere different. And this will okay. be a very new thing. And both the Spot and Miles are shocked by this because it seems to go into a completely different world. Okay. And they don't understand how the Spot was able to create multi-universe time travel. I think it during the scuffle something happened and maybe the right. portals like banged together or some science thing. And then all of a sudden it made a portal to somewhere completely random and different. The spot is then sucked into this portal and the portal closes, sucked into a different universe. Okay. Miles is left confused and we're going to have like a joke bit where the convenience store clerk comes out and says something funny as his place is a mess. <laughs> Insert your funny line here people.
0: Very interesting. But still-
1: Okay. Miles will go home. He's lying on his bed. Another portal appears right on top of- this uh, the ceiling. spot again. He's back. No, it's Gwen Stacy. And she tells him, she offers to take him to another realm. And she says, she explains to Miles that he has been summoned by the Council of the Spider People. Okay. Otherwise known as the Society of Spider Men or whatever you called it. So they go to an area that Gwen calls the lobby, they all call it this, and it's sort of like uh, in-between world where all the Spider-Men meet, and we're going to see all manner of different Spider-Men, I cannot even- begin- Spider-People. Spider-People, yes, you're right. Because they're not just men, they're let's, women uh, and
0: animals as well.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I retract that. Spider people. So different versions of, of them. There's so many. There's a dinosaur one. There's <laughs> a cat one. There's a one that's like Doc Ock. Uh, there's, you know, it's it's insane. There's got to be all manner of different a different spider people. Miles will be interested to join this council, but it'll be like an ongoing storyline that he's just not allowed to. Why not? Uh, it, They'll go into it later Okay, I hope you go into it later <laughs> I will go into Perfect. it later Yes, so Miles will meet the leader Who I'm just going to call Future Spider-Man He's the Not Spider-Man 2099 yeah. or girl. Yeah, that's him Okay Future
0: Spider-Man Okay, fair enough That's how I know him as Okay Because that's how he Wasn't was in the a, video game a, like a TV series where Spider-Man as we know him was teleported to the future And had this sort of like suit with like uh, web wings it was like yes. a wingsuit made of webs I thought this was the suit he wore uh, was it a one? I think it was a different one Because he got was teleported sh- to the future Because of some weird rocket experiment That J. Jonah Jameson's son <laughs> was doing Do you remember yeah, that TV I did, show? I did, it sucked Yeah, I remember it sucking Because it was like way worse than that other Spider-Man TV show With the great theme song, do you remember that? <laughs> spider powers, spider <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Radioactive spider powers I thought you were talking about the 60s spot there for a second What? Why would I be talking about that one? a
1: that's an awesome show
0: Is it? Yes No it's not, that show sucks I love that show have you watched Mr. It? Noah Body? Come oh, on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Come on. But it was the same frames of animation for every single episode. <laughs> there's a charm in that, Kira. No, there's not. That makes it incredibly boring to watch. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, I do remember that show where he went into the future. And I remember thinking, like, why is it interesting if they go to a future world that we can't associate with yeah. at all? It just becomes really so boring. It was something from the comics. Anyway, back to your anyway, plot. Anyway, back to my plot. So, future Spider-Man, he's super serious and has no sense of humor. This is something in the casting list. He's not going to get any jokes. And anytime anybody says any jokes or any quips, he's going to be really irritated by it. Okay. Uh, Future Spider-Man tells Miles that his universe's spot has figured out how to jump across universes. And although he is a useless villain- Here we go. uh, Although he's a useless villain, uh, the universe jumping will cause issues for everybody. Okay. So, it's
0: causing, like, anomalies across the universes.
1: Well, here you've got this idiot who's jumping back and forth and he's going to cause issues in universes that he doesn't really understand. What sort of issues? Just being a bumbling mess.
0: Okay. So, he's just creating chaos everywhere he goes across the Spider-Verse. Yes.
1: Yes. So, they're worried about
0: that. Future Spider-Man will conclude that Miles
1: Morales is one of the few Spider-Mans who- uh, where a parental figure didn't die in a dramatic way. Except for his uncle. Except for his uncle. <laughs> but future Spider-Man believes that the useless bad guys in his universe are becoming more powerful because of this. What? Okay. So go with me. Future Spider-Man <laughs> believes that Miles needs a dramatic death from one of his parental We've figures. He's
0: already had one. Yeah, but for one of his parental figures, his father or his mother. But s- that's never happened to any other Spider-Man that we know of. I really struggled. We want more universe. people to die <laughs> yes. in your universe. Why? Because I like death.
1: <laughs> because he thinks that Spider-Man isn't enough of a- uh,
0: Miles Morales isn't enough hey, of a Spider-Man. Hey, I joke, but this could be exactly right. I don't yeah. know.
1: Yeah, he he. so here's my idea future Spider-Man thinks that one of his parents needs to die, then Miles Morales reason. will be like a more serious Spider-Man, and therefore, useless villains like The Spot won't become as powerful as they're becoming. Wow, well, okay. Does that make sense? I'm hearing stretching. You're, yeah, definitely it's stretching. It's gonna break. Definitely stretching. But does that make sense? No. So- <laughs> It doesn't, to be <laughs> perfectly frank. Anyway, that's that's just what I think. So, he's he wants, he wants a dramatic death for Miles Morales so that- these, these villains don't get as strong as they're getting. So, in, in any other universe, the spot would never have created or never have stumbled upon okay. multi-universe time travel. Not time travel, multi-universe travel. Okay, okay. <laughs> I had no idea, man. It was such a struggle. So, future Spider-Man says that there is an event he is aware of that his father is going to fall from his death from a building. And this needs to happen- So that we can correct everything. They're going to try to find the spot and fix that, but they're going to try to allow this death, the father's death to happen so that it can never, anything like this can't happen in the future. Okay. Miles, of course, they're going to make him remain in the lobby to ensure this doesn't happen. to watch it happen. To ensure this happens, sorry. And Miles disagrees, of course. He decides he wants to go and rescue his father, and that causes a fight between him and future Spider-Man. Future okay. Spider-Man instructs the other spider spider people to capture him because he's going against the wishes of the group. Yep. And Miles manages to escape by the skin of his teeth. Now we're going to see where the spot's up to. He's going to another dimension and he sees another version of himself, a very imposing, intimidating version of himself. This version will be like almost a, a Venom-style kind yeah. of alien-esque monster kind of thing. The spot will be intimidated by this other version of himself, but the other spot will meld into him, making him more powerful. He's going to say, like, I can make you better than what you are. Yep. Bloom, boom. And all of a sudden, we've got a new spot. He's way more badass because
0: that's the only way- Now he's a yellow dog.
1: Now he's a yellow dog. He's hiding behind the tree. (laughs) Yeah, now the spot's a a formidable enemy- Uh, From the lobby, Miles will manage to portal to an Indian. It's kind of like they said it's a mesh between Manhattan and like a city. Mumbai. Yeah. So it's like that. Manhattan. Manhattan. Is that what it's Yeah, it is called that. And so he travels to this universe, as we see in the trailer. Here we're going to meet a carefree and cocky version of Spider-Man. That's Indian Spider-Man. He hides out there for a while until the future Spider-Man appears. And it's going to start, you know, a fight. Miles will universe. This is my one-two skip a few, by the way. Okay. Miles will universe hop uh, when you. Because tr- this is the point where we run out of material from the trailers. <laughs> yes. So we both have to make up what happens. Yes, it's, that's exactly what's happening here. So his goal is to get back to his own universe. He's going to be universe hopping to get there. All the right, while, okay. he's also trying to stop the spot from wrecking stuff. So they'll have a few encounters. He'll be pursued by the future Spider-Man, who is unrelenting, and he is destructive. And a vampire. And a vampire, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that works into it. I don't really know either. But I
0: guess he was bitten by the spider, so I guess- No, he wasn't. He wasn't? No. So, this Spider-Man 2099, he- uh, Well, he actually has 50% spider DNA in him, but he made most of his suit from technology and was never actually bitten by a radioactive spider. Okay. So, he's all done through synthetics, basically. Yeah. So, he doesn't have a spider sense.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that might work in- I, but he's got this AI, right, he's, yeah. he's, who's credited oh, as a Oh, shit, voice. I forgot to mention her in my plot. It doesn't matter. It, do, it doesn't She's matter. She's there. I think, I think the AI is just going to be something he
0: speaks to or something, yeah, yeah, something yeah. that is an exposition
1: tool. So We mentioned it here, so it's, it's going to be in the just movie. Just like
0: Algie Rhythm's uh, AI friend from uh, Space Jam and New Legacy. Remember that little blue one? Yes. Hopefully less annoying. I can't remember its name. Something along the lines of Christy or something like that.
1: <laughs> Christy. <laughs> So, something I noticed in the cast list is they said this Spider-Man is in future Spider-Man 2099. Spider-Man is super destructive, so he's just going to be causing havoc wherever he goes. Uh, As well as the other Spider-Man will also be trying to get him as well. Now, it's not going to be Miles Morales by himself. Some of the other Spider-Man will kind of side with Miles. Mm-hmm. and help him out. Indian Spider-Man is one of them. Spider- oh, Spider-Woman is one of them as well. Jessica.
0: Jessica. Or Gwen, take your pick.
1: Of course, I didn't mention Peter Parker. He's going to appear in the lobby, as we saw in the trailer, and he has a kid. This so so is Peter B. Parker, Peter right? Peter B. Parker, that's Let's right. not forget that Peter Parker died. He's dead, yeah. So he's going to be helping Al Miles Morales as well, because he's a fan-favorite character. Uh, also, Punk Rock Spider-Man will also Spider-Punk. be here. Spider-Punk but he's not going to do a lot. He's just going to be there for the gags. And Gwen Stacy, of course. Uh, Gwen and Miles will have romantic moments together, one of them being in the cities. Gwen will worry that it's typical that she falls in love with Spider-Man. So I guess it's like, if you're in love with someone, it kind of sucks if you find out. She's familiar
0: with the women in the fridge trope. (laughs)
1: Yes. And that too. Yeah, she's aware that, most Gwen Stacy's die when they date Spider-Man. Yeah,
0: or vice versa. And
1: that bothers, yes, and that bothers her, and she's
0: also aware Because let's not forget that Peter Parker was in her universe as well. He wasn't Spider-Man, but he was killed. He was killed, yeah. Because they had a relationship, and she- um, Oh, I'm helping you out here, but I'm presuming she doesn't want that to happen again. Yes,
1: that's kind of going to be her conflict in the movie, is worrying about that. Sure. And also the realisation that, oh, all these multiverses, Gwen Stacy gets together with Spider-Man in in a lot of them, so. Yeah. It kind of doesn't
0: feel as special and as authentic anymore. So I think that's going to be something they play with. But Miles is like, well, you've never gotten with Miles. There's Miles and Miles. Of- <laughs> There's Miles and Miles of things I've got to show you. Miles gives And the she smiles. slaps him because that was a fucking awful joke. <laughs> okay, so the big
1: climax is going to happen. It's going to happen in- Wow, right after that joke Right too. after that joke. Very lucky. You know, he's, he's, he's young. It's going to happen in Miles' universe. So he's going there to save his father. The spot will appear and build or create a big chaos hole.
0: Okay. <laughs> A big pole. Does he have like a big machine that he uses to make it? That's why he was stealing the money. <laughs> I
1: need money. <laughs> to build my chaos machine. It was working, wasn't it? <laughs> so what What actually
0: is happening The real is- crime would be not to finish what we
1: started. <laughs> <laughs> the spot goes up on top of a, a skyscraper. He kind of creates this big hole that's causing t- destruction everywhere. Wow, like okay. In. The father, who is a police officer, is getting called into that. Jefferson, I think his name was. Yep, Jefferson. And this is going to be the event that's going to kill him. And Miles is kind of aware of that. He's put two and two together. Yep. The spider group <laughs> will work together to stop the overpowered spot. Mm-hmm. Future Spider-Man decides at the last second to help Miles. He's like, all right, well, we're going to be on the same page now. The spot gets pulled into multiple different portals and explodes. Very nice. I'm shrugging, people. I'm just shrugging right yeah. now. How do you see what lazy <laughs> <laughs> wrap up I have? <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to it. However, and this is where I'm going to make a big call, Gwen Stacy tries to get uh, the spot into into this position in the first place and it causes her to sacrifice herself and die wow okay we're left with a bitter so sweet she was right yes she was <laughs> oh, right shit <laughs> We're left with a bittersweet ending Where Miles is con- is Comforted by the other uh, Other spider people You're Like don't worry There's
0: a million more Gwen Stacy's <laughs> And a million more universes So
1: then the next movie uh, Is just going to become Miles as a single man Universe hopping To like yeah. pick up Gwen's
0: <laughs> <laughs> No he just has a harem Of Gwen's <laughs>
1: Wow that'd be great Oh Anyway In the end uh, Miles's parents come To console him While he's So he's- his dad was alright
0: His dad's fine Yeah I'm just imagining dead. A million spider men All shooting him with web At the same time To <laughs> capture him <laughs> Yes So Miles is looking at his. Bed. So where's future Spider-Man during all this? Oh,
1: he, I told you he he
0: helped out. Uh, okay, Miles. so he came around. He
1: came around. He okay, came. He on. came to stop Miles, and then eventually he kind of had to, to like ah heart. fuck it, and then he's like no because I think I think his character arc will be well, not every Spider-Man has to be the same. Like, not everything has mm. to, you know. To the point where his whole reasoning didn't match any Spider-Man
0: origin story at all.
1: <laughs> no, no. And he's just like, well, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll let Miles have this and it'll be okay and he'll like, and, and it'll, it'll all work itself out. So, yeah, Miles is going to be in his bed looking up at the ceiling because we'll, I, I like mm. that imagery where he saw Gwen at the start of the movie. He's not seeing her now. And okay, very nice. It is clear he's thinking about Gwen. And in his pants. No. <laughs> um, and, and I think maybe Peter B. Parker will send him a gift. In a heartwarming moment, maybe it'll be a new costume. They love doing that. Oh, wow. And Miles will realize, okay, it's time. It's time It's, it's time got s- Gwen's face as the, the loco, as the symbol on it. It's time to stop feeling sorry for myself. I need to be Spider-Man. He'll go out and he'll start swinging around the city in a, a beautiful, spectacular visual effects cartoony yep. thing. And that is the movie that I think is going to happen. Okay. <laughs> wow. There you go. Wow. It was hard, and not I know there's a lot me. of characters I didn't mention, but they're there. Yeah,
0: yeah they're there, they're there. <laughs> I'm not giving you points for that. <laughs> All right, how'd you go? Well, how'd I, you go, I, buddy? Have, I have four pages, so I really need to get into it, because right. we're, we're running out of episode real quick, and I didn't realise we both have really long plots. So, yeah, let's get into it as fast as I can. So, I think the movie is going to open with a cold open. So, originally I had it quite like you that Miles was going to introduce himself and his backstory, at the start, but then I changed my mind. I'm like, we need a bit more of an action scene before we go into goofy Miles boring stuff. So, I think the movie's going to open with a cold open, as I like to do in a, in a lot of movies, yeah. where we see a strange version of Manhattan. Now, a villain known as the Vulture is creating chaos in the city. Oh,
1: fuck, I forgot But to there's
0: three the spider people who swoop in to save the day. Spider Gwen, Spider Miguel... And the heavily pregnant spider biker, Jessica Drew. (laughs) Did you notice she was heavily pregnant? Yeah. That seems very irresponsible, if you ask
1: me. She's pregnant during the movie. And also her identity is not a secret as well,
0: right? That's true, but I don't think that matters at all to the plot. Not really. Who cares? Is that going to be important? No. That's a prediction. (laughs) So the vulture attacks a nearby police helicopter, which spins out of control. Gwen quickly spins a web net to catch the helicopter, and she and Miguel rescue the two pilots. The three spiders work together to slow the fall of the helicopter to prevent it from crashing into innocent bystanders. And after the vulture is defeated, they punch him a few times, they wrap (laughs) him up in spiderweb. Miguel congratulates the spider team on a job well done. Miguel tosses Gwen a web shooter that allows her to travel between universes and says that she's officially part of their team. So basically this was all part of an elaborate test test to see if she's ready to join their, their, their universe, I suppose, of spider people. So, now we cut to opening titles, which read, of course, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and they're going to glitch out and change styles and fonts. Cool. I don't know if they did that in the last movie or not, but it's going to happen this time, too. We then return to Manhattan from the previous movie, and we have a comic book-esque introduction to Miles Morales' Spider-Man, where he catches us up on the events of the previous movie. (laughs) So, in a brief scene, a brief couple of minutes, he's going to be like, well, if you didn't see the previous movie, here's what happened. Yep. And then we all fall asleep. Already. Because, you know, it's a boring superhero origin story (laughs) and we really don't need the backstory again. Once we're done with this nonsense, Miles is relaxing in his bed listening to music, which is something we see in the the post-credits scene in the previous movie, and Spider-Gwen appears from a portal above him. Like, directly as you described, basically on the ceiling. Miles is shocked to see Gwen since he was under the impression that she was gone for good. As we established in the previous movie, Gwen notices that Miles has been drawing pictures of her in his scrapbook and Miles hides it in embarrassment. (laughs) Why am I naked in all these pictures? (laughs) You weren't supposed to see that. (laughs) These pages are all sticky. (laughs) That's the web. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. Miles and Spider-Gwen reconnect as they swing around Manhattan. So, Miles is grounded at this point because he's just completely irresponsible and can't balance his life between being Spider-Man and his life as a student. So, this happens in every Spider-Man piece of fiction that I've ever seen. Yeah. She's like, do you want to get out of here? But I'm grounded. (laughs) What are you, Spider-Man or a little pussy? Anyway. (laughs) And Gwen explains that she's now part of a multiversal team of spider people that travel from universe to universe to fix anomalies. So, it's quite like in the video game. Again, this is going to be an obscure reference. It's going to be like in the video game uh, Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse. (laughs) Where there's uh, anomalies going on across the, the Dragon Ball set universe, and our main character, who is a character we create, has to travel with the time patrollers to fix these anomalies and correct those universes. So, that's basically what they do in this movie, too. Okay. Well, that's pretty much what the brief says. Basically. I'm not quite sure how these anomalies work, but it's to do with the balance of the universe so that the universes don't collide into each other and basically self-implode. Miles, of course, can't believe what he's hearing. He's just <laughs> like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> So we're going to hear it through Miles. So we don't need to have, since we saw it at the start of the movie, we don't need to have Gwen explain it to us. So Miles is just like, I can't believe there's a universe where, you know, all these Spider-Men have come together and they're doing blah, 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 yeah, blah. yeah, yeah. Very funny. So Gwen also explains that she met a Spider-Woman called Jessica Drew, who has been teaching her a lot over the previous year. Miles says that he's learned a lot as well, and the two take a moment to show off their skills by swinging through traffic. Gwen then points out that Miguel O'Hara, a vampiric Spider-Man from the future there you go, he's future Spider-Man in my plot too, was responsible for bringing together all the Spider-People. Miles begins to question why he was never asked to join the other Spider-People, but Gwen isn't too concerned and he's more impressed with how far Miles' abilities have come. She's like, yeah, well, you're really impressive. Now, don't worry about not getting an invite. I'm sure it'll happen any day. How long ago did you get your invite? A couple of months ago. <laughs> what? Anyway, so Miles, wanting to spend more time with his love interest, invites her to his mother's birthday. Gwen seems unsure about going, but Miles suddenly remembers that he is running late for said birthday himself, and swings off in a rush. It's like, oh, do you want to come to my mum's birthday? My mom's birthday! Oh my god, I'm late for school! <laughs> <laughs> so Miles picks up a few goodies from a bakery and arrives at his mother's birthday several hours late. His mother, Rio, reprimands him for being late, and Miles brushes her off, annoying her further. Miles' father reminds him that they have a meeting with his school counsellor the following day, and he can't be late for that too. Gwen surprisingly turns up to the party dressed in civilian clothes, so she's not dressed as Spider-Gwen. That would be weird. And Miles is surprised that she actually showed up. Miles is, <laughs> Yeah. So sweet. Miles's parents are happy to see that Miles has a potential girlfriend and leave him alone. That's going to be a spin-off show of ours, by the way. Potential girlfriend. <laughs> it's going to be like The Bachelor. But anyway. Like father wants a wife or something? Yeah, exactly. Podcaster wants a wife. <laughs> Let's do it. That sounds where, like a great concept. Where are they all?
1: Where are all the contestants? <laughs> yeah.
0: We're going to put out the we're going to put out the reach to potential wives, uh, and then we'll see them roll in two months later. We haven't got one yet. <laughs> <laughs> Send us message if you want to be on podcast or what's a wife. Just crickets. <laughs> <laughs> so as Gwen talks with Miles at the party, we learn that in Gwen's universe, her own father, Captain Stacy, is pursuing her version of Spider Woman, also known as Spider Gwen, also known as Spider Ghost. And why does she have so many names? By the way. Cool. I was doing research on Spider-Gwen to see if that was, like, a pre-established character. And, man, the internet is going crazy over this whole Spider-Gwen character. Oh, really? It's a massive fetish. Oh, okay, (laughs) People are going nuts. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You create one female Spider-Man and the internet's suddenly like... "Mm." (laughs) Men on the internet, man. So, don't do as much deep research as (laughs) I did. Trust me. Don't even go to Google Images because you don't want to know. Jesus. So there's this whole conflict that she has with her father. So she wants to, she sort of feels like there, you know, there's conflict with her own father. She's like, I wish I had the same relationship that you have with your father, Mm. with my father. So he's also a policeman. So here we go. Miles says he understands because since a similar thing happened with his own father in the previous movie, which they reconciled. Yeah. So so Miles is basically like, well, all you're going to do is save him from near death and then he'll be cool with you. (laughs) So the two have a moment and Gwen mentions that she doesn't want to have a relationship with Miles since she now knows that all the Gwens in the universe are doomed to have a failed relationship with typically one of the two partners dying, Mm. as you discussed in your plot. What a good out, hey? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Miles doesn't believe that this always has to be the case, but Gwen thinks it's better for them to stay friends and she leaves. Back to her own universe, presumably enough. So, Miles is heartbroken and his mother approaches him and tells him that she knows he's growing up faster every day and to think about the man he wants to be in the future. Ooh, I feel a message building Mm. here. So, the next day, while swinging around as Spider-Man, Miles realises that he's running late, of course, for the meeting with his school counsellor. Man, this guy, just buy him a fucking watch. So he stops at a convenience store to grab a burrito since he hasn't had lunch, and he comes across a strange being known as The Spot, who is attempting to steal money from an ATM. So The Spot, he's really bumbling at this point. Uh, Where does he see him? Oh, just in the convenience street. store that I literally just oh, mentioned right, Where he's right, right. buying a burrito since he missed lunch Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha <laughs> You just weren't listening <laughs> Just just, just wanted to clarify so, so the whole deal with the spot is like he's, He seems bumbling at this point So yeah. he's just like, all I gotta do is create a portal on the ATM Reach in, grab the money But then of course he creates a portal And he reaches and grabs like a soft drink off a shelf And he's like, that's not right Reaches <laughs> in, it's in like the convenience store on his pants And he's like, no, that's not right <laughs> Convenience store owner's like, what the hell are you doing? And attacks him with a bat So, the Spot introduces himself and Miles laughs at the name, leading to a fight. So, as you described in your plot very well, the Spot is made up of and can create portals that lead to other dimensions and other places within the same dimension. So, these portals create chaos in the world around Spot since objects are sucked in and are instantly dropped somewhere else. So, if he creates a portal on the ground and if a car falls into it, the car might drop from the sky and land on a building Mm -hmm. and, you know, things slip into it and reappear in other places, it just creates just like a wormhole of chaos. Everywhere he goes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like Who Framed Roger Rabbit as well. That's another reference. Yeah. Except, again, that was a single spot. It was, yeah. Very handy, mind you, since it was the one thing that saved Ernie Valiant's life. Anyway, back to this movie. (laughs) So, the spot seems to have limited control over his portals and just wants to steal money. The reason why, we'll find out later. (laughs) So, Miles manages to subdue the spot and makes it to the school just in time for the meeting. The school counsellor tells Miles' parents that Miles is doing well in his classes, but he's falling behind in Spanish. Must have been in a trailer. (laughs) So, Miles' mother, being a native Spanish speaker, is horrified at this, and Miles reveals that he skipped a few classes, and his parents are more appalled. So, Miles tries to explain to his parents that he can learn so much more from people outside of his school. So, he's just like, there's people outside of Manhattan that can teach me things, but his parents don't want to know. Miles then spots the spot out the window. (laughs) Nice. Carrying a whole bunch of ATM machines, (laughs) and he leaves in a hurry. So, he sees, like, he opens up a portal, and then just, like, a whole string of ATMs (laughs) just go, and he's like, oh, shit. So he runs off in a hurry and the school counselor believes that Miles is lying to his parents and his parents know that it's true They're like, he's always disappearing right before Spider-Man appears (laughs) Just like Superman (laughs) So the fight with the Spot continues and the creature opens up portals to several universes at once, reaching in to steal more money One of these universes happens to be the Venom universe and the Spot snatches a credit card from Mrs. Chen's hands
1: Yes, I saw that in the trailer
0: i so glad you worked it into your plot. Oh, well, yeah, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't figure it out. But- so, the spot knocks Miles into one of his portals, and Miles ends up in Manhattan, a combination of Mumbai and Manhattan. Because I was like, how the fuck does he get here? Well, then I was like, oh, of course, the spot. And you did the same thing in your plot, more or less. Yeah. So, I'm so glad that we both reached that conclusion. So, there- Miles happens to run into Gwen and Indian Spider-Man Pavita, who are in the middle of saving the city from a universal anomaly. Maybe these universal anomalies are being created by the spot when he opens up these tears, and like, uh. like just a tear appears. So, he's directly- Maybe, no, I'm not 100% confident on that, so I'm just going to ignore that for now. So, Miles helps them out, and Gwen exclaims that Miles isn't supposed to be there. She's just like, what the hell are you doing here? You weren't scheduled to be here. Who's this other man? So, Pavita introduces himself to Miles, and we have a moment where he explains his powers and universe. So, he's not going to have much character beyond this sort of, like, little introduction. So, he's going to be around, but quite like, you know, Spider-Ham or Spider-Man Noir from the previous movie, he has a funny introduction, and that's basically Mm. it. And he's magic, right? He's not. That's right. So, he gets his powers from magic mysticism rather than a a spider bite. Mm. Maybe it was a magic spider. Maybe. Maybe. So, Pavita has a wristband yo-yo that he uses to swing and fight with. I think that's just important to point out. It's pretty cool. And the spot appears in this universe as well, and the three spiders fight against them. The spot now holds a grudge against Miles for making fun of his name, and our heroes struggle to take him down. So now he's pissed off. (laughs) Now he's fighting with purpose. But a fourth Spider-Man appears to save the day, and this time it's Spider-Punk who destroys the spot with his guitar. So he (laughs) plays like a a real sort of thrashing note and just literally tears the spot into ribbons. But it's here we find out that the spot is invincible and can simply reform his body in a middle universe known as Spot World. So, the in-between dimension universe that the spot inhabits is called Spot World, uh. and in there, he can basically recollect his body, so you can, like, decapitate him, he just returns to Spot World, and his head will just grows back. Right. Makes and sense? And that's like an in-between. Yeah. yeah that doesn't exist. It's either. like purgatory or limbo. Right. But it's his own dimension, just called Spot World. Gwen, Pavita, and Spider-Punk decide that they need help dealing with the spot. They're like, we've never seen anything like this before. So, they take Miles to the Spider-World, where Miles is blown away at the sheer number of Spider-People. We see thousands of Spider-Men of all shapes and sizes, including my favorite version of all time, the amazing Bagman. Yes, of course. (laughs) You were so excited when you saw him on the poster. Yeah, that's right. Because I used to- So, there was a Spider-Man game that came out in about 2000 or 2001- and one of the characters you could play as in that game, one of the variants of the Spider-Man costume that you could unlock was the Amazing Bag Man, which I believe is Spider-Man's uniform from when he was a part of the, the Fantastic Four. He wore a bag on his head. So, he wore, like, uh, a Fantastic Four uniform, but because he wanted to hide his identity, he literally just put a brown paper bag over his head. And I always thought that was hilarious. So, I'd always played the full game as the Amazing Bag Man, <laughs> as though that's just the, how Spider-Man is in the world. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm so glad that he appears in this movie in, like, a little cameo. So, Gwen introduces Miles to their leader, Miguel, and asks if he can join their spider team. But Miguel tells Miles that he can never join their team, since he's not a real Spider-Man. Miles is confused. Oh. Suddenly, Peter P. Parker appears and tells Miguel to go easy on Miles, and the two old friends embrace. He's like, he had a terrible teacher. No wonder he's not a real Spider-Man. Peter has since made up with his version of MJ, and now has a spider daughter of his own called Mayday. <laughs> Named after, of course, his Aunt May. Yes. Tired of this nonsense, Miguel steps in and uses Hologram to explain the situation further. Here we go, MattyD. All right, Here's my version. So, Miguel tells Miles that he's a unique anomaly, since he only became Spider-Man as a result of the dimensional rips in the previous movie. Uh You see, the radioactive spider that bit Miles came from another universe, meaning that the person who was supposed to be Spider-Man in that universe never actually became Spider-Man. Oh. Because remember that Spider-Man was from a different dimension. They already had a Spider-Man in Miles' universe, and it was only because of another- spider from another universe that he actually became spider-man at all so he was never destined to be spider-man and he's in fact robbing someone else of being spider-man now when i was in the shower after writing this plot still thinking about the plot because i'm just like did i get everything that i wanted to in there i was just like oh miguel was never bitten by a radioactive spider so maybe he's annoyed because spider-man basically robbed him of him getting his spider powers but then i was like well traditionally Miguel never was bitten by a spider, so I'm not gonna mess with pre established law. It lore.
1: feels like Miguel has been uh, you know, a spider man, even though he doesn't have spider powers, a spider man for a while. But he's th- from the future, so it doesn't
0: matter. Okay. So yeah, it, I guess that does it, defeats that, so yeah. So, since Miles' version of Spider-Man doesn't actually belong to any specific universe, there's no way he can join the Spider-Team. So, he's just like, well, the Spider-Man in your universe is dead, so it's not like he can join the team. No. And you don't belong to any specific universe, so you don't have a universe to, to look after. Miles protests, since none of this was his choice, but Miguel coldly stands firmly by the rules. Miles asks to be sent back to his universe, but Miguel resists. Miguel believes that the only way to fix this anomaly is to alter the past and prevent Miles from becoming Spider-Man at all, essentially erasing Miles as we know him from existence. Make sense so far? Yes. Gwen and Peter are sad to see their friend go, but they know it's for the greater good. So Miles turns them and is like, you guys don't want to see this happen, right? And they just sort of sadly look at the floor. Miguel explains to Miles that being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. One person's life, as in like Miles' life, is not worth the lives of everybody in the multiverse. Miles declares that he can do both and promptly flees. So, in my version, I guess it's Miles' own life that he's trying to save. But
1: I guess if Miles is not Spider-Man, then his father does die, right?
0: Yeah, essentially. He's thinking about the the greater consequences. He's just like, well, everything that happened in that universe is going to be undone. The kingpin is probably going to end up destroying the universe. Therefore, everyone in my universe dies. And Miguel's probably like, great, problem solved. (laughs) So, he's like, well, why can't I survive and save the universe at the same time? I can sort it out. I'm going to do it on my own. See you guys. Pew! An alarm sounds across the spider world, and Miguel contacts all the spider people at once, telling them to stop Spider Man. The spider people are confused and all point at each other because referencing that old meme has never been done in a recent <laughs> Spider Man movie before, except they did it in the previous movie in the post credits scene, mm-hmm. which was a fun moment. But I'm like, kind of cheap, was it knowing that they're going to do it again in this new movie? Mm-hmm. And they already did it in the live action, they you did? know, Spider Man No Way Home. So we're tired of it, folks. Stop doing it. It's not funny anymore. It's an old meme anyway. Miguel specifies that he means Miles Morales, and Miles is instantly spotted hiding behind another Spider-Man. All the Spider-People give chase, and Miles narrowly avoids Spider-Cat, a Spider-T-Rex, and a Cowboy Spider-Man who looks a bit like Clint Eastwood (laughs) if he was Spider-Man. So Miles eventually loses the other Spider-People after a lengthy chase and has a moment to catch his breath. But his Spider-Sense goes off and he turns to see that Peter B. Parker and his daughter have snuck up on him. Peter tells Miles that it's crazy to run, But Miles tells Peter that running is the least crazy thing that's going on. He's just like, I'm trying to still wrap my head around this whole multiverse thing. Message alert. (laughs) I've written here in my notes. Miles laments that he's spent most of his life having other people tell him how to live it, and he just wants to decide (laughs) for himself who he wants to be. That's your
1: message. I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be the message of the movie. Just then, Miguel appears once more, and Miles is able to escape by stealing Peter's wristband and escaping into another universe. So, he's got one of those wristbands, of course, being part of this spider team uh-huh. that allows you to travel between universes. Right, cool. so he steals it and just jumps to another universe. So, another chase begins with Miles hopping from universe to universe, pursued by Miguel. The animation style changes between worlds. We even end up in live action footage where we see Japanese Spider-Man, the live action Spider-Man from the TV series in the 70s. Love it. And even Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Peter Parker might be there making out with MJ and just like cartoon Miles Morales bursts in he's just like, whoa, what the hell's going on? They do mention that Spider-Man in in the trailer, right? That's right. So, they say, let's not forget that the wimpy kid version of uh, Spider-Man in his (laughs) universe, the, the trouble that he caused with Doctor Strange. Yeah. So, he's mentioned we know that he exists, so why not have him appear in a little cameo? And they love doing the the actor cameos, as we learnt from Spider-Man No Way Home. We haven't even done the actual spoilers on that yet, but Uh, cannot wait to do Looking forward to that one. So, at the same time, we'll have a whole bunch of cameos from famous Spider-Man villains. Since we barely saw any in the trailer, so I'm like, we've got to squeeze them in here. Mm -hmm. Including Doc Ock, voiced by Alfred Molina, uh, Green Goblin, Black Cat, because we've never seen her in one of these movies, and Kraven the Hunter, of course, played by Aaron (laughs) Taylor-Johnson. Coming up in a future episode of Potential Spoilers. <laughs> we finally end the chase in Miles' own universe. And he and Miguel punch the crap out of each other. This is where I started to give up on my right, plot, by okay. the Because I spent four hours writing this thing. <laughs> He's curious. Most of the time just staring at the ceiling going, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Miles' dad turns up to investigate all the commotion, because there's, like, explosions and stuff going on. Uh, The universe is basically bumping into each other, so there's Mm -hmm. glitches everywhere. And his life is briefly put in danger before being rescued by Spider-Gwen, who appears alongside Peter, Pavita, Jessica, and Spider-Punk. So they've turned up to save the day. The Spot also appears, and we learn that Miguel was responsible for creating him, since the Spot was originally a scientist called Dr. On who worked with Miguel to develop his multiverse technology. Cool. So this whole spider wristband that is used to jump between dimensions was essentially being developed Um. by uh, Miguel and Dr. Om. Okay. So a multiverse experiment went wrong and the Spot was created as a result since he slipped into one of his own portals, ended up in the Spot universe where he was enveloped by the Spots. uh, Sorry, the Spot world, where he was enveloped by the Spots and then essentially became the creature that we know him as today. And so, as a result of this, Miguel set up the spider team in an effort to cover up his own mess. So, all of the anomalies are essentially Miguel's fault. And he's blaming Miles for it. He's blaming Miles for it in a way, as basically a cover, and he's also blaming the spot for it because, right. you know, he, they, the spot is part of it. So, as a result of this failed experiment, the spider that bit Miles was displaced, meaning that Miguel was also responsible for that, too. Right, okay. The spot- what a jerk! Yes. So, he's just covering his own ass is basically what he's he's doing. So, he's a straight bad guy. Yeah, that's right. So, the spot was stealing money to build a machine to cure him of his deformity, but realizing that my plot is already too long, the (laughs) spot uses his power to erase both himself and Miguel from existence. So, I like to imagine like he wraps himself around him, he travels into a a spot, into another spot, into another spot, and it basically the universe collides and the spot world is destroyed with them in it. Cool. And everything's
1: fixed. Everything's fixed. Nice and clean.
0: Yeah, like the little bow slides in and is is tied up very neatly. So everything seems to return back to normal, and Gwen finally decides that she and Miles can date. They have a kissy. Nice. Because she's just like, you know what? I thought, yeah, there's, there's every chance that you could die, I could die, but what the heck? <laughs> she had a letter from Martin McFly taped up in her pocket. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> But a bigger threat looms for our heroes, and the movie ends on a cliffhanger. So, they're going to set up what's going to happen next time. Oh. So, they're on top of a dam, and the dam explodes or something like that, and uh, the water's about to rush down and kill them. I am spoiling a movie that came out literally two weeks ago. Uh, and that was my plot. There you go. Okay. So, we set up- There's not a- Like, There's the this story is wrapped up, but they're going to set the chain in We're motion. have a cliffhanger.
1: The and, chain of events our, in motion. Our
0: spider team's there, are they? Yeah,
1: that's right. So all the all the players are gonna be ready for the next movie. Maybe Whatever like movies. an army of green goblins just like a oh, pool up and an army oh, that'd of that'd green goblins awesome. swoops in. There's a there's a there's a crowd of green
0: goblins in a stadium and they're all cheering. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Welcome to the spider games. <laughs> That'd be go- oh, oh Can't wait. No, it is the next movie is called Beyond the Spider Verse, so maybe it's like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh my god. But they have like a Spider-Man Thunderdome situation where all the villains from the different universes team up to fight all the heroes from the other universes. That'd be pretty. Cool. Kind of like in, oh, wait is it, Dragon Ball Super, where all the multiverses come together to have a tournament. Man, I'm just pulling out all the, <laughs> Everything that they do in all these new comic book movies, and I understand that this comic book stuff has been around for years. They already did in the, the Dragon Ball Z and on the Dragon Ball universe like decades ago. Mm-hmm. So, there's nothing new under I the mean, sun. I mean, these are all comic stories as well, Kira. Yeah, that exactly. Kind of being appropriated, so. But when were they written? Who knows? Oh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, we're not here to point for Well, I for liked anybody. your plot, by the
1: way. I thought yeah, that was really cool. good. I think good four hours well spent, I would yeah. say. <laughs> I mean, you're never going to get those four hours again, so I think that was pretty good. Oh, thank you very kindly. Pretty and good. yours was good too, thank buddy. Thank you. D. Thank you, Karen. I guess we'll see how well we, can we find actually out- did.
0: We can find out right now. The movie's in cinemas right now. We could run out and see it after we finish this recording. Well, obviously not since this is recorded in advance, but once we've finished listening to this episode back, we can go and find out. I'm excited. I want to see who's closer, because there's every chance you could be right. I just completely pulled what I said out of my ass. Slim
1: chances, but yeah, there might be aspects of our plots that come to the screen. Maybe it'll be completely different.
0: Yeah, I'm keen to hear what other people's theories are, if they have time to submit one, since, like I said, the movie's already out. So, have you not yet seen Spider-Man Across the Multiverse? Are you excited to see it? Is it Across the Spider-Verse? I said Across the Multiverse. Uh, Are you excited to see it? Do you have a theory on what's going to happen? Please write in and let us know. Or if you've seen the movie already, you can send us a review. How does it compare to the previous movie? There's several places you can contact us. You can find us on our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Or you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod.com. At gmail.com. Uh, also, let us know
1: what your favourite Spider-Man variation is. Yeah. Who is your favourite Spider-Man? Paper bag
0: man. Yeah. Is it Paper the amazing Paper Bagman? Or he's just the amazing Bagman, but he does have a paper bag, so yeah. <laughs> or is it pregnant Biker Spider-Woman? Could be. Jessica Drew. If the answer's no, I'm not surprised. Because <laughs> she's just been introduced in this movie. Well, she could be anyone's favourite. Anyway, now that we've finished talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, let's announce what we're going to be discussing next week. And of course- we're returning to the world of actual spoilers, where we're going back and we're going to revisit a movie we predicted in the past and see how close we got to predicting the plot of it. And Manny D. Yes, Karen. Next week, we yes. have yet another animated movie about several universes coming together to fight a looming threat. Because next week we're returning to the world of Space Jam. Oh God! Where we review Space Jam and You Legacy, oh, buddy, and see how close we got to predicting the plot of it. We both had a oh, journey,
1: boy, a journey with this movie. Like, yes. If was... you've
0: listened to our best and worst of 2021 episode, you already know our thoughts on this movie. <laughs> was it one of the best of 2021, or was it one of the absolute worst goddamn movies we've ever covered on this show? Find out next week. Oh, we have to watch it again, Karen. yeah. <laughs> we know. have to watch it again. Oh, I, I'm, I'm really hyped. I'm really hyped ho- I Yay! can't wait yeah, yeah yeah is that good cover <laughs> good cover good cover no one's gonna be spoiled for next week anyway so please I know you don't want to please join us next week we're gonna talk all about Space Jam and New Legacy and how well we did predicting it if we could even get close <laughs> and until then we'll see you in the next universe what's your name kid the human spider
1: the human spider that's it that's the best you got
0: yeah oh that sucks The sum of $3,000 will be paid to the terrifying, the deadly, the amazing Spider-Man!
1: Hey Bricho! You're going nowhere! I got you for three minutes! Three minutes of peak time! Ah!